Welcome to the fourth episode of the Anti-Art Podcast. Um, yeah, a lot of topics today. First off, just right off the bat, Rebecca Black released the remix of uh, Friday. Um, any thoughts? She did. It's uh, it's absolutely sick. The the legend, the goat is back. Everybody, the goat is back. And <laughs> she brought goat. Dorian. She brought Dorian Electra, and she brought three hundred three with her, and Dylan Brady of hundred gex to produce. So shit is fucking fire. That's all I got to say about that one. I have no opinion. <laughs> I still remember the day I heard that song come out. I was in chemistry class. Or no, physics. No, it was physics with uh, Miss O'Brien. Yeah, that shit was that shit was life changing. <laughs> what way? <laughs> what do you mean? What? Wait, wait, wait. So Friday by Rekka Black changed your life. Rekka? Rekka Black? <laughs> what the hell? Rekka Black. Yeah. Is that in her name? Rekka. I don't know, man. I'm just trying to give us content, bro. No, yeah, no, 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 please, uh, divulge into how, um, how, uh, Friday changed your life. Okay. Well, I mean, it was just, no, I just remember when that shit came out and it was a pretty funny time because it was right around the time when like YouTube and like social media was really blowing up. You know what I mean? Um, and like, she was like one of the first, like really like viral sensations that I remember, you know what I mean? Coming up at that time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like life changing per se, but definitely like, like I think it'll it could it could arguably go down as being the beginning of like the clout era. You know what I mean? Because like I'm, she paid also not a bad point, <laughs> right? Because like she paid like hella like did she like pay like some agency to like make that? Yeah, Patrice know, Wilson, that yeah, Patrice Wilson, yeah, <laughs> who made who made all those uh things that H three reacted to. Awesome yeah, 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 yeah. Chinese food, all that stuff. So y'all, y'all see it. She was, she was out here for the clout. She, she's the goat. I mean, I'm gonna say it again. Original clout chaser, Rebecca Black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say like uh, her track it, for me, like it, it felt like one of the first like songs that were just like it wasn't like a mainstream song where like a huge company was behind it. You know, it's like Rebecca Black and Patrice Wilson. You know, it's just those two doing it. Like it felt very like independent at the time, and I think that's why like we all kind of felt like like you know pretty happy to clown on it <laughs> as much as we all did. You know, like oh, this is terrible, but then like you know everyone knows every single word to that song. The thing I like about this remix, though, it takes you know, I mean, the songwriting is is pretty fucking shit, but it <laughs> it takes it and makes it into like an anthem. Like I I just did a track review on it. That's what it does. It it takes it and makes it into like uh some shit you hear in like the boardwalk, like when you're like shooting hoops or like. You know, like <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like shooting the thing with the water gun. It's like, all right, everybody, let's go! Like, you know what I'm saying? It hypes it up. <laughs> like, it makes it makes uh, Rebecca Black's words seem like a club anthem. It's kind of sick, honestly. I respect yeah, the remix. I respect the remix heavily. That song is like it's like shitty bubble gum. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> to the highest degree. Yeah. No, exactly. A lot of flavor in the beginning, but then. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I like to see I like to see a Rebecca Black and Tay K collab. Let's make that happen. Let, <laughs> Rebecca Black and Tay K. Yeah, <laughs> Let, let's do that. That'd be fun. <laughs> Imagine Tay K fucking going off on the the instrumental for Friday, bro. That wouldn't be tight. That would be pretty sweet. Exactly. Rebecca, Rebecca Black Air Force Ones. <laughs> Jesus 
we can cut, we can cut that if need be, but that was a good pun. No, nah, that was fucking. No, nah, that was real good. <laughs> why would we, why would we I, cut I, that? I really appreciated that joke. <laughs> yeah. topic i actually want to talk about um so i think uh, ryan would probably be the best person to set this up but uh talk about the benzino uh situation all right so for some reason i don't know what it is us bringing us talking to chavo uh as you guys some of you might know uh we did an interview with chavo a little while ago that's a sauce house artist he's on pierre Bourne's label um his dad is benzino this like famous uh figure from like the 2000s he like co- um owned the source magazine at one time he was like huge at one point and eminem and him had this this beef for whatever reason and uh the song like toy soldiers references benzino there's a whole bunch of references to benzino if you look back but i don't know ever since we talked to benzino it seems like his name and and eminem's name has come up like it's weird we didn't talk to benzino no ever since we talked to chavo i'm saying benzino's (laughs) name has come up like so many different times like i've seen royce the five nine was beefing uh with him on twitter I saw uh, when Eminem and Snoop Dogg were beefing, Benzino had some words. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like one of those things where like it's coming back up because I'm paying attention to it or it's coming back up. Like, did we manifest this? I I don't know. What do you think, Troy? Did did anti-arts rekindle the feud, I guess? (laughs) <laughs> I don't I don't think we did, but uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our, our interview got like 30, 30 views or something like that, but maybe one of them is Eminem, who knows? You know? Yeah, maybe it was Royce the five nine listening and be like, yo, these guys are spitting like <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, we were talking against Eminem. We said we hate Eminem. <laughs> That's Royce oh the Five Nine's boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that interview. Now I remember we were just like, who the fuck's listening to Eminem in twenty twenty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was fun that was a good ass time mm-hmm. i want to i want to interview chavo again no seriously like i think chavo uh yeah chavo if you're listening hit us up <laughs> all right um okay so next topic so i don't know if you guys uh saw on the news um recently so one of the guys that who i um i was gonna write a review on but luckily i ended up not doing it was uh morgan wallen um 
so he's in the news because uh, my boy likes saying the N word apparently. Um, (laughs) 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 Right? Mm. What a way to introduce it. Yeah, right. It's just like, what the fuck, <laughs> bro? Yeah. How, how many? How many of these country white boys are we gonna give chances? I'm sorry. How many? How many? <laughs> we're just gonna bro. keep giving them chances. He's not even that good. No, he he really isn't. And like, he, you know, it's it's funny how you mentioned like how many cha- chances like people have given him because like he really he blew a lot of opportunities like in the past. Like he got kicked out of out of SNL because uh, he decided to he would rather go to a party and make out with women than um perform in SNL. And then they were like, oh, like, you know, be gone for two weeks and then come back and we'll put you right back on the show. The and fact they- that they brought him back. <laughs> like, like, could you name a freaking, like, did you guys see the video? That shit was so fucking funny. The the compilation video on, on TMZ. It was just like his shitty ass song and then him making out with like all these like blonde women at the club. No. During COVID? During COVID, yeah. Yeah, during COVID, yeah. That that's why it's like such a such an issue because like you know he's doing all this like risky behavior you know during COVID and but you know he's a local Tennessee boy he doesn't really care about COVID. Good old boy. Uh, Apparently, he's a good old boy. Well, yeah, and you know what's funny? A lot of people would agree with you because you know since that video surfaced of him uh, saying the N word, he like his label and um, actually I think his label pulled him. I'm not really sure if that's true or not, so you might want to fact check that. But I do know that Spotify pulled him from every single playlist, pulled him from like everything basically. Yeah, they gave him the six nine treatment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, gave him the six nine treatment of like we're just like the whole industry kind of just like is giving him the cold shoulder. But we're seeing on Spotify that he's still doing numbers. Like his album, like here, let me just check right now. Like that's why censorship is bullshit. Tell him, brother. I'm just like, there's been a lot of censorship in the news today, and I just think, while, while I don't agree with any of these people, like, obviously, I don't want some dude out here fucking saying the M-word, but, like, it's such bullshit. Like, don't fucking... Like, they did that same shit to my boy X, bro. They do it to whoever they want. Like, and at the end of the day, for like, to me, it's like corporations like, exercising power. You know what I mean? Excuse so, like, that's why that shit pisses me off, but that's a, that's a tangent. We can get we we can get into that if y'all want. But yeah, I, 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 I saw that with yeah. X too. I mean, they they canceled all of his music until he he passed. I feel like, and then it was like, oh, like skins. It's up in like Times Square. All oh, this this new album, you yeah. know, vibes or whatever that I, I forgot what that album was called. But go ahead, Ryan. What were you gonna say? Um. Well, I do have like a, a, a I do agree with Eve to a certain extent that uh. That censorship is kind of stupid, but at the same time, like, how do you hold niggas accountable for what they doing? Because it's just like, do you really, I personally, I never fucked with X. I, I, his music never suited me. So like, when it comes out that he did what he did, which, you know, I'm not going to go in about on any of this shit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. R.I.P. When it uh, when it comes to to all that shit, like I never felt anything towards him, and to be honest with you, I always felt like the motherfucker was like on some other shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't, but that on on the other side of it is just like there's only so much you can do, and some of it is really just flexing on the other side. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do think that artists yeah. should be hold, held to a certain 
um to a certain t like you need to be able to behave if you're going to be in the public spotlight like that because you're going to be influencing whether you like it or not yeah a, a certain amount of people and that's what's sort of like that, that's how i feel like there has to be some sort of like accountability thing to stop the bullshit yeah, because back in the day, they used to pull your record off the Target shelves or off the whatever shelves, but they can't really do that anymore. It's kind of like everything is out in the cloud, so you right. can listen to whatever you want. So the the best thing that Spotify can do to you know try and silence these shitty artists uh, like Six Nine and Morgan Whalen is by just completely acting like they don't exist. I mean, they can still have they still have to have their stuff on the platform because the label puts it up there, whatever, and like you can't censor it to that degree. But like, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, Eve. My bad. Or just, yeah, I mean, I've, I, like, I have mixed feelings on it. It's like, for me, like, I feel like if it's like an artist, like, spot, like, being sponsored by a brand, I feel like that's, like, different. You know what I mean? Because it's like, okay, like, we're paying you to, like, represent us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, when it's, like, you know, a workplace or, like, a, like, I guess somebody stepping in that isn't like directly like related to the artist first for me like again i know there needs to be like checks and balances for behavior but like for me that is going like too far and it's also too it's like okay like but you're still making bread off of this artist like their streams you know what i mean their fans that you're like snubbing right now and i'm not saying that like they're in the right or anything you know what i mean but i just think on like on the level of like you know artists versus like the um you know the people who are like have the power to like do this stuff i think they they just have a little bit too much power to do that actually we uh, kind of go off like what you said um yeah it's kind of crazy how people are still like kind of making money out of them so even though like spotify is like oh we pulled them from all these playlists but you know they're still putting them on the platform you know he's still they're still like you know making money off of them especially now more than ever in fact uh was it looking at their top albums globally he is the third top album morgan whalen on the globe jesus yes. christ on spotify that's crazy i know three i know country it's bad bunny dua lupa, dua lupa <laughs> and then morgan wallen wow. <laughs> album that you reviewed oh shit well i was going to <laughs> well, yeah, but now but now though I, I i you know I, now i just don't want to give him any i don't want to give him any more this is probably the last time we're going to talk about him after this like i don't want to give him any more like platform any more airtime or anything yeah, like like I, I just to like wrap it up like you know i, I don't like fuck morgan whalen like yeah, I, fuck I, saw morgan the, I saw the video you know what i mean fuck that dude bro he's a piece of shit like but it's like I, I hate that I have to like defend him in a way because Spotify is now stepping in to be like super, you know what I mean? Like, or, or these these places are stepping in too much. Well, wait, you're not necessarily defending him. I would say you're more or less just like speaking truth on 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 what Spotify does and what he did as well. Because here's the thing: it's like. That's like a that's like a cop arresting another cop, bro. It's like y'all yeah, both, <laughs> y'all both what, dirty. Y'all both exactly. Dirty. Which one do you hate more? <laughs> Which one do you hate more? Exactly. That's exactly, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. And and even so, it's just like here's the thing. You know, when you tell people now you can't listen to this, their numbers are gonna go up. It's gonna so go it's, up. It's it's almost like a fucking 
like a ploy, like a tactic. You know what I mean? There's there's not that much like actual care for it. You know what I'm saying? Because they don't have to announce we have just blocked such and such music. Bad boy. Like on fucking Twitter or whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. Like they can really just fucking leave it as the nigga's music mysteriously disappeared and that's it. They don't need to send a little letter to TMZ like, oh, we just blocked out all of such and such and shit. Like, just another you know headline, exactly. Just another headline. Exactly. It's, it's it's the Streisand effect. That's that classic thing where Barbara Streisand told people to stop taking pictures of her house, and guess what happened? Everybody started taking <laughs> pictures of her house. Pictures of her house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Speaking of white people that get too many chances, uh, Taylor Swift just <laughs> dropped. Um, what was it? I think the same song she put out years ago, "Love Story." <laughs> Bro, I've been meaning to talk about this all day. This is fucking bullshit. I am so tired of Taylor Swift, bro. I am so tired of Taylor Swift. Everybody's like, oh, we need to give her her masters back. Oh, she's re-recording for her masters. She's greedy as hell, bro. She is worth more than a half a million dollars. This woman is on this woman's on YouTube less than one day, five million views on some song that's old. And you know what? That song fucking sucks anyway. Yep. Bit of bug. What you guys are not big fans of Love Story? No. What? Well, come on! It, I think back of the dick one in middle, like middle school slash like like early oh, high school. That, wait, oh, I love that shit, bro. Wait, hold on. Yeah, that's the one. Like, uh, it's like yeah. you're on the fo- well. We yeah, don't yeah, see yeah, back here, yeah, but- yeah, 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 yeah. You niggas, shorts, t-shirts, short skirts, right? short skirts, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that song. Um, not even, I don't even think that's the right song. <laughs> no, pretty sure no, that, that you belong is... with me pretty sure that you belong with me oh my god which is an even <laughs> that, worse song because that's that, that was no that's Taylor... not no that's not that's not you belong with me yes it is you wear you know short skirts i wear t-shirts how you gonna hear on her you don't even know what song you're hating on that's not the same song it's not the same love story is the romeo and juliet one but juliet oh yeah 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 that's how am i dissing taylor and i know (laughs) i know the lyrics more okay but that song's fire too yeah bro bro this is this is my whole thing with taylor swift i'm just gonna go off real quick and i'll let you guys i'll let you guys speak i just want to go off real quick the thing about taylor swift that i hate the most is her underdog uh appearance you know what i mean she's the most popular girl in any room she makes the most money she, like her album last year you know i looked it up on wikipedia most sales of any album last year always has the has the highest selling album always hanging out with models but she always acts like she's the underdog that's what pisses me off the most because it's she's like a white woman. thank you <laughs> why are you acting like the victim you know what i mean your music is the most popular you like you won congratulations stop acting like a loser that's what pisses me off it's like you, you just want to make more money and you want me to take the brunt of it as the consumer I don't, I don't to your music that's not new it's not your taylor's version it's just you re-recorded an old ass song mm-hmm. you know See, what i'm saying the, the thing with, for me with taylor is like i don't like i think she's just so like i hope swifties out there don't fucking come to kill me but like i just think she's so mediocre bro like yep. she like she just became a pop star which is like cool get your bread you know what i mean but it's like I don't know. She gets like I, there's a lot of artists out here who are just kind of like that who make you know pretty generic ass music, but get a lot of she she's she's kind of like the epitome of that though. You know what I mean? Because like other people who I hate on, like at least they can like sing or like they're really impressive. You know what I mean? In some area, but like I don't know. Taylor Taylor kind of has been coasting for a while, and 
I, I, I personally have y'all listened to like that folk album that she put out. What y'all think? Nope. Anybody hear it? Five no. years too late to have Bon Iver, Bon Iver on your album. That's what I think about that one. I mean, yeah, that's facts. <laughs> what, do, what do you think about this, Troy? You know what I mean? You're, you're the host. I, I want to hear your thoughts. My thoughts on so. My whole thoughts on uh, on Taylor Swift. You know, in the beginning, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I'm i not going to say I was the biggest Taylor Swift fan in the beginning. You know, in like middle school and like high school and everything. Like, you know, I, I like I like some of the songs. They're, they're pretty good. But it's just like, yeah, kind of like over the years of just seeing her handling controversy. You know, it's just like, it's just like, come on, like you're Taylor Swift. Stop acting like you're, you know, you're like the ugly girl who nobody wants to pay attention to you. Because that's just not true, you know? It's just like you're a millionaire. Stop acting like, like I don't know why you're you're angry at some dude's random tweets. <laughs> you know, you know what it was that that set her up to be like that, yo. Hmm. It was the whole Kanye situation. You know what? That's yeah, what I, I want to talk about too. Times yeah. two. Times two. You got her back a couple of years. You know, it, yeah. You, you know what's funny too? Like I love like bringing. Actually, I don't like bringing that up, but Taylor Swift fans love bringing that up. They love bringing up the the fact that uh, Kanye took the mic from her. What was it like eleven years ago now? And they're just like, "Oh my god! Like uh, she's so bullied. Like how come nobody like you know like how come people are so mean to her? She doesn't deserve it." And it's just like, "What are you talking about? That was eleven years ago." I know my man and, is making shoes and getting divorced. Like it's it's yeah. Else, I think what else do you need? What it's safe to say that she won. You know, and here she is, just you know, copying and pasting her her own music. <laughs> Yeah, this is the laziest okay. show I've ever seen. Okay, but 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 I gotta play devil's advocate because I because I I'd be being phony if I didn't say what I said in the group chat. But um, I think I think you know, in terms of like the situation that she's in, like I kind of feel for her, like and just you know getting your masters taken like that from you by like Scooter Braun of all people, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and then having him be sold to like an investment firm. Like, I know she's got a shit ton of money, you know what I mean? Like, mediocre, all that stuff, whatever. But it's like, okay, um, like that doesn't make it right for Scooter, also a wealthy-ass dude, manages Justin Bieber, you know what I mean? Rich as fuck, like, powerful dude to do that, you know what I mean? And then sell it to even more powerful people. So for me, it's like, you know... I, I I think that's whack because her masters are probably worth so fucking much if like some investment bank, I mean some investment fund is like gonna mm-hmm. buy them for three hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Like that that means they're expecting that return to be like you know Billions. two yeah like two or three however many times more that shit is supposed to be. So it's like he stole a very fucking valuable asset from her. Not gonna lie, so. And I get how she's like using, trying to use her fan base to like fight against that, which I think is dope for her. I, I feel like this is like the Morgan Whalen Spotify conversation all over again, right? Because it's like, yeah. who are you going to be more mad at? Scooter Braun, fuck him. And yeah. Taylor Swift, like, I, I don't want to say fuck Taylor Swift because like, I don't really have too I much, whatever. I don't have too much against her, but I, I, I feel like this is such a lazy thing. Like, I feel like it's just like pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's just like the, the, the um, full house uh, reunion. You know what I mean? It's like no writing, no writing quality, no like original ideas at all, no anything. It's just like, all right, we're going to bring back the same bullshit that you loved 20 years ago, you know what I mean, in a modern context. And that's it. And and this Taylor this Taylor Swift stuff is even lazier than that because it's really just the same song. Like I listened to both of them back to back and it's really the same song. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah. I don't want this to be a trend. Is my whole thing. I don't want this to be a trend. Remastering is fine. You know, you know what I mean. Remastering is it's all a fair good. point, though. But mm-hmm. I hate that shit. Yeah, no, I think it's a fair point though because it's like, um, we have been seeing in the industry just like a lot of like different like ploys or like different like tr- ways to just like finesse getting a little bit more bread. Um, and so I could definitely see like other artists doing this. And you know, if if like you know, Ryan's saying it could become a trend, like that would be that would be pretty shitty because like we already see people come out with like mad fucking um, you know deluxe albums and shit. Yeah, Robert, what were you gonna say? Um, well, nothing that at this point hasn't been said, but I do think that overall she is a lazy singer songwriter. Like. I think that this is right up her alley. I think that she hasn't presented anything unique in like since 11 fucking years ago. And I think that getting her masters is or not is unnecessary on both sides because her sound is a remnant of fucking like country rock at its, at its worst. And now it's getting into like rascal flats. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking i don't know i just i don't want to get too deep i'm gonna get mad as hell going on about it but look if you like her you like it ain't nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. all i'm saying is she's a lazy singer songwriter she's uninspiring there's there's nothing there in my opinion at least i, I just don't see it you feel mm-hmm. me but no i feel that like uh i mean yeah it is your opinion on, on that i mean I, I feel like you know a lot of people would disagree with that just because of the numbers the sheer numbers she does but uh, I, I do got to say, though, though this like her re-recording her song, I get why just because of the whole Masters ordeal. But it's just like it kind of reminds me of uh, when Drake dropped Take Care or Care Pack. No, Care Package. That's what it was um, when like he just decided to bring all of his like SoundCloud songs and all the songs that like kind of were throwaways and just put them on to like, a new project. Like and I'm afraid like that kind of just opened the door to let these artists to just you know, use their, their catalog and just like repurpose it into like, you know, just for streaming purposes in order to make more money, you know? And it's just like, Taylor, no, nobody really, nobody needs that right now. You right. know, just, we I, want new I would content. Agree. I would agree that Drake started, started a lot of bad trends in music. I would hundred percent agree with you. The only thing about care package is that a lot of that stuff is like fan favorites that weren't available. It's almost like if Cardi dropped the leak tape and had, you know, like uh, that, what's that song on there? Like, no uh, lie. No, yeah, exactly. Had no lie on there. It's something that's previously unavailable on streaming, but I 100% understand what you're saying because that's like it is lazy. I mean, that is a lazy strategy just to bring back your old shit and just like act like it's new shit, you know? Didn't Drake's Masters just get sold? Did he? Uh, yeah, part I think that was with that was with Wayne, right? Because he sold a bunch of the Young Money Masters, I think. Yeah, it was Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, and Drake, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sold a lot of them for a lot of money. Yeah, I think Wayne did, right? Yeah, the Young Wayne Money Masters. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, that's I don't know how I feel about that. This whole this whole past few years, when it comes to like how people move with their their catalog and shit, has been very unique in a bad way. You know what I mean? You would have told me that Lil Wayne would have sold Drake, Nicki, and his masters for like. Just a hundred. Like it was like one hundred something. Yeah, like just a hundred mil. One hundred million. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, you know, he undersold them. Yeah, he under- was way say, I, I would about to, I was going to say I, I thought it would be like five hundred. Like, but see, I don't know. I don't know if it's all of their masters. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't know if it's all of them. I, it's just the young money masters. It's the young money masters. But like that's still yeah, huge. Yeah. That's it's still huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Pink Friday alone. I mean, I feel, I feel like Nikki's like early shit alone. I mean, the amount of the amount of times that plays in different. I mean, the amount of different places that plays in. You know what I mean? Sports stadiums and you know, mm-hmm. fucking Good Morning all America, them, right? Yeah, like all, yeah. All, th- all three of them literally created uh, the movement in like the early two thousand, not early two thousand, the two thousand tens. Like they really just created like a whole movement that the Young Money Cash Money Productions, mm-hmm. you know. But um, here to kind of uh bring it back to uh, yeah, I'm about to say to kind of bring it back to um the task at hand. So the Super Bowl was last weekend, and uh, one of our uh, our boys uh, the weekend did a performance. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think? Which one? Uh, you. Um, I have a hot take, guys. I, I was looking back at the Super Bowl, you know, the performance, whatever catalog. I didn't mm-hmm. look at the seventies. I didn't look at the eighties. I didn't. I didn't look at the nineties because I just like assumed, you know, there's too much random shit. There's too much like huge performers like MJ and um, Whitney Houston. I didn't, you know, it was just too much to look into. Mm-hmm. It's not like our generation anyway. Yeah. From contemporary two thousand to two thousand twenty-one. The weekend, I will say it right now, top three Super Bowl performance. Top three. What? <laughs> no. Let me hear some disagreements. Oh no, man. That was that was hot. I thought that was a hot take. Man, I thought that was a freezing cold take myself. I, I thought that was <laughs> Why was that a cold take? Everybody's hating on this shit. Okay. No, okay. So personally for me, so for the the weekend, I thought the performance I thought it wasn't the oh Ryan. <laughs> no, no, he just plays waving a cap. Oh, that that I'm capping. <laughs> I'm capping. You, you you are capping, dude, bro. You go are ahead. capping. Go ahead, Troy. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so the the weekend's performance. Um, you know, like I thought he sounded really nice. I thought he sounded really good. Like I, I honestly, like if I if that was like a a normal weekend concert, and if I was there, I'd, I'd be fairly happy with that. But this wasn't a weekend concert. It was the fucking Super Bowl. it was a weekend concert that's the whole thing he paid a million dollars for it bro it's the super bowl bro watch the the super bowl watch back at old super bowl performances and you'll you'll realize how much of a weekend performance this really is because every other super bowl performance they bring in stupid guests and they only have 13 minutes each every single person has pretty much 13 minutes they bring in covers they bring in all this bullshit all these fireworks guitars covers you know i mean all this random nonsense but the weekend he's just like i'm paying nine million dollars i'm gonna do the whole set myself Every song is my song. You know what I mean? I'm going to go through my entire catalog and just like fucking smoke that shit. I mean, he did House of Balloons. Mm. My favorite weekend song. Mm. No. And when he, House of Balloons into Blinding Lights. I mean, best closer of the Super Bowl I've seen in, that I can think of. I don't know. Except for right. Go ahead. No cap. No cap. No <laughs> cap. That, that, that's true. That's Apple. true. I will say, uh, I think top three is strong, but if we doing of like the past twenty years, yeah, top five is probably. You gotta take a look. I mean, I mean, just just base it off of facts alone. I mean, you think Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or the Rolling Stones were top three? No, they were washed Not up at that three. point. I mean, I mean, RIP to Tom Petty. You know, all respect to Tom Petty, but mm-hmm. I wasn't excited Tom. for that shit at all. No, but, but like, come on, dude, I think you're totally disregarding like uh, a lot of other people that were really good. Uh, Bruno I mean, Mars. 
Oh, thank you. I said that earlier, nigga. I said that earlier. Yeah. He's number four. Uh-huh. Like, like, Katy Perry? Come on. No. <laughs> no. Bro, what? Did you watch that performance? It was incredible. Here's oh, yeah. my thing about the weekend, bro. Here's my thing about the weekends. I've been okay. doing some research into this. Since 2003, they've uh, they lip syncing has been a part of the Super Bowl performances because of mic issues and all that kind of stuff. So every artist gets a certain degree of lip syncing. I watched the Shakira performance, ton of lip syncing. I watched the Beyonce performance. Unfortunately, she was top. She's my number two spot. Ton of lip syncing. The weekend, he did that shit all by himself. He's singing about cocaine on national television. You know what I mean? All on his own voice. He 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 set that all up no. by himself. You know what I mean? All this. This I is mean, a good argument. You bro. know what I'm saying? He, he he's, he's inside that little chamber with all the mirrors and shit and lights, and he has a cameraman in there. That shit was very risky. That shit could have gone south, and it worked out. Bro, Katy Perry was on a legit like twenty foot lion, and like was on like a, like a Megatron version of it while she was screaming. Um, what was that once? I forgot what the song's called, but like you know, it's like you're gonna hear me roar. And then they fucking put on a lion's fucking roar. And then Lenny Kravitz came out of nowhere to sing I Kiss the Girl. And he fucking shreds his guitar. How, how is that not badass? How is that not cool? Troy, Troy, you just lost me, buddy. <laughs> you just, Shredding you guitar to I Kiss the Girl is badass. You don't like Lenny Kravitz? Bro. Lenny Kravitz all right. I mean. Are you saying that's a bad song? Who the fuck is, who, who's like, let me throw some Lenny Kravitz on. Like, yes. who? You don't like Lenny Kravitz? I never <laughs> in my life. Have I been in a situation where I'm like, hey, nigga, put that Lenny Kravitz on right now? Never in my life. Did you not exist in the 2000s? That's generic Super Bowl <laughs> shit. That's generic Super Bowl fair. And that's the, that's, the, that's the shit I liked about The weekend so much. He completely subverted all the generic Super Bowl fair. I watched the J-Lo performance and Shakira performance. I know you want to say that's top three because of the booty. But nah, I watched the whole thing. And it was it was a lot of nonsense. You know what I mean? It was a lot of spectacle, a lot of random covers and, and baton twirling. But like... But the spectacle is part of. I think it's part of it, though. And the weekend you know, had it. How did he have a spectacle? Fireworks, tons of extras all over F- the fireworks. Field, Everyone had fireworks. You can't well, use. Fireworks. What about all those people with the face wraps on the field, bro? You didn't. You didn't think that was cool? Hundreds. Bro, of Eminem did that for every single appearance he did in the two thousands. You know, he always brought like a thousand white people with him. And Eminem didn't do the Super Bowl. Eminem didn't do the Super Bowl. Eminem didn't do the Super Bowl. It's not even bro. original. Fucking Eminem did it. <laughs> Damn! Wow. So, all right, let's give all the weekends credit to Eminem. You see, bro, thousand white people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, man, listen, man. Everything besides uh, the the song from Fifty Shades of Grey, which I don't like personally. Some people like that song. I don't like that song personally. Every other part of that performance besides that one song, ten out of ten. 10 I mean, 10. listen. I respect the passion of this argument, um, but for me, like, I just couldn't hear him, bro. <laughs> I could not hear him that well throughout the whole thing. Did anyone else notice like any issues with like the mixing? Yeah, the mixing. Think, was or was that just me? I think it might have been the lack of uh, of uh, lip syncing because because I feel like oh was, for real yeah because again he had the creative he had the creative control to get rid of lip syncing which he did so I guess yeah th- there was certain parts where you couldn't hear him but I think the chorus backed them up at certain parts also you know what I mean yeah. Mm-hmm. I would, I would agree with that. I would concede. I would say Save Your Tears was maybe not the best moment either. And that's why I'm saying he's top three, because I think Prince is top one in 2017, uh, 2007, and Beyonce's uh, number two, 2013, and, and The Weeknd's number three. I think Bruno Mars is slightly better, and I think that, uh, that uh, well, where was Justin Timberlake and, and Janet Jackson? Oh, 
That was a long time. Two thousand four, maybe. That was amazing. That would, that's better too. So there, those there's four better than it. That's where what I other songs played besides the besides the titty reveal. Like what else was like who else performed? Like what else was going on? I didn't watch that one, so I'm, I'm maybe it was I'm not just sure. it was Justin. Well, it was Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson, and they were like I was young as hell, but I did watch it with my dad and my uncles. But uh, I mean. It was it was incredible up until that point. Then it was just like, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> like, is- that was when you became a man, huh? You were like, oh my god! <laughs> nah, man, I, I cried because I thought she had a starfish attached to her titty. You're like, oh my yo, god. that was crazy. Yeah, like, <laughs> I didn't know what that shit was as a kid either, bro. That's so true. She had a nipple ring on it. Hey, man, that was yeah, a nipple class, bro. The whole shit was cut. Like that was, uh, yeah, she had a tasty, yeah. Yeah, that was definitely a moment. You know what I mean? I think every Super Bowl performance needs a, needs a moment for sure, and I think mm-hmm. the weekend had that as well. But I, you know, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a titty. You know, so I, I did I'll he rip it off? In, did he rip it off intentionally, guys? Yes, yes. That's a <laughs> that's a blatant titty rip, bro. I feel yeah. like that's a blatant titty rip. That's yeah, a blatant I'm, titty rip. I remember he was just like, my cuff got caught with her costume, and I'm just like, then why'd you grab her titty? <laughs> <laughs> Like, what do you mean? I ruled. You know what I mean? MIA flipping the middle finger. That was another good moment, I, I will say. I don't I don't remember what performance that was from. I think that was maybe Madonna. That was a good one, too. Cool moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I wish uh, The Weeknd had, though, in his performance? I wish he, he did have, like, more guests, though, if I'm being honest. Like, because, I mean, he did do it, like, a good job singing-wise. But it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like a part of the Super Bowl performance is the, the excess of it. The the, the the how extravagant it is how like there's so many explosions you know there's so many like patriotism in it you, you know what i mean it's just like it's such a big like event you know and then i feel like the weekend like i feel like his like performance wasn't as big or at least wasn't as like huge as uh, all the other people like a madonna or a prince or even a beyonce you know yeah that, that that's right that's where i get uh i'll give prince credit because even though he did a lot of, he subverted the Super Bowl in in, in ways that uh, that I thought were significant. Um, for example, he only did three of his own songs. You know what I mean? He didn't do Raspberry Beret. He didn't do a lot of his his most famous songs. He did a, a Foo Fighters cover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some crazy random shit. But like Purple Rain in the Rain, undefeated. Yep. The guitar soloing, fucking undefeated. Oh my yeah, god, that was real good. Yeah. Was, uh, you know, and, and Beyonce, the vocal performances were were incredible, which. You know, I'll put her over the weekend for that one and the dancing. So that's why I'm I'm having her as number two. But I'm I'm still having him as number three because I love the way that he subverted everything and he made it personal. Yeah, and like I saw this really cool post about just like how he was like planning this shit for like ever. You know what I mean? Like with like keep saying character. You know what I mean for such a long time. So that was really cool to me. Like once someone pointed that out to me, I was like, oh, all right, Abel, see you. <laughs> you, you know it's funny like how you mentioned that is um when i was watching the this bowl like somebody like i was watching it with was just like what's with the red suit y- you know what i mean and it's just like i feel like like if you knew that that was like a character who was playing for this album i think you would en- you would have enjoyed the performance a lot more but you know for the average person like you know like their mom's not gonna know what well, the weekend's I up mean, to come on man he's been wearing that red suit all year bro he hasn't done laundry in the whole year you know what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> everywhere he goes he's wearing the same shit i mean at this point you should know yeah you know nah. but yeah. maybe maybe we can move on to the next topic yeah i'd say move we can, on to we, the we next can agree one. to disagree you know what i mean 
Speaking of the Super Bowl, the the commercials um, uh, is a pretty uh, good talking point. Uh, In fact, uh, in the news recently, uh, Bruce Springsteen's uh, Jeep ad was pulled from YouTube after a report of a DUI um, arrest. (laughs) Damn, that's just unfortunate, man. He's the one man, Brucey. Yeah. How are you going to be in a car commercial and then get arrested for a DUI? Right, nigga? It's the New Jersey way. I mean... but it was it was it was on some bullshit though because it wasn't even they made it seem like something it it, it wasn't and we read it before ryan and i were reading it before and getting prepared for this and it was just like nigga really it was like the most minuscule amount and it was like as if he was like taking a sip while he was driving like levels you know what i mean like what was his uh blood alcohol level yeah, so hold on. Let me, was let me, it again, Ryan? Yeah, let me let me explain this real quick. So basically, what happened was he was drinking while driving, and 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 barely at that. Oh, that's better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is just, this is what happened. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. So he just started it's drinking. A, and it driving, sounds bad. Right? I know. I know. It sounds bad. It sounds bad. Ready? So imagine this, right? You're dead sober. You're driving in whatever car okay. you have, right? You pull up. You're, Jeep, you're the you're the boss. You know what I mean? You're probably driving. Yeah, you're driving <laughs> Jeep. in a Jeep, of course, because the Jeep is the best car ever. You know what I mean? So he pulls up. His fans are like, yo, Bruce Springsteen, like, what's up, bro? You want to do a shot with us? He's like, still has the keys in the gear. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll do a shot with you. I'm the boss. Why not? <laughs> so, again, he's sober. He takes one shot. The cops see him do this. He drives away. He gets pulled over. He gets a DUI. Man, they're just coming after my guy, bro. That's some bullshit. Free Bruce. Free Bruce. Free Bruce. Free Bruce. Free Bruce. They got him on some bullshit. Free Bruce. Some it's boy. free Bruce all day. Free Bruce, big big fucking Bruce, bro. Free him, bro. I, they they locked him up. New Jersey legend, bro. He he wrote the soundtrack <laughs> for our life, bro. He he wrote the soundtrack for our summers. We we were swimming in lakes and shit. <laughs> Tire swings and shit. <laughs> we was drinking Lipton Ice nigga. <laughs> train yard <laughs> it was me ryan and tanner take bon jovi i mean and our dads came home from the mine <laughs> <laughs> free bruce though yeah, yeah. free bruce yeah, yeah tr- tr- okay so with that new information troy what's your opinion and i'm gonna also go take a pee really quick but go expound <laughs> Bro, fucking. <laughs> he was on the what? Sleep. I mean, I don't know. Like, he, what he? It was still illegal, right? Like, he can't be like, like, oh, like, yeah. Let me, you know, I'm driving somewhere, but like, let me just take a shot. Like, what happened? He was in the car, and then he's just like, like, some dude's like, oh, you're the boss, and he's like, yeah, and he just pulled over to take a shot with these random people. Like, come on. I support it. I support it. Live a little. <laughs> Live a little. <laughs> Yeah, y'all are so funny, dog. Like, oh man. Anyway, yo, Bruce was just having a grand old time, and niggas was. I'm saying, niggas was (laughs) hating, bro. (laughs) He wasn't doing shit, but just turning up, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, Bruce Springsteen showed up, and they were like, "Yo, you down?" He was like, "Yeah," and and for whatever reason, he's like his cheap, most reliable car out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nigga gonna, gonna switch to Dodge and he gonna start driving a Hellcat. 
Next time he does this shit, he's zero to sixty in half a second. Yeah, I need the Springsteen Cardi Dodge commercial. <laughs> Come Cardi, on, Cardi B or Cardi Playboy Cardi? Play no, Playboy Cardi. Cardi. <laughs> Never too much. SRT. How did we get to the? Oh, <laughs> he's just pissed drunk. Yeah. I got drunk as fuck <laughs> one day. <laughs> he had Route 46 Auto Ball with a fucking Hellcat. <laughs> Yo, nah. I said Route 46. Yo, yeah. real New Jersey shit. Shout out to Nice. Uh, I know what it is. Oh, uh, man. Route 46 Yo, they Auto Ball. They got it all. <laughs> they got tequila. They got, you know, <laughs> they got vodka. Anything you want. <laughs> The drunk driving <laughs> capital of New Jersey. <laughs> oh man! All right, what else are we getting well, into? That's, a, that's enough about the boss. Um, okay, guys. Um, so on a more serious note, uh, Marilyn Manson's in the news um, about the sexual abuse that he put through um, on Evan Rachel Wood. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad, actually. Um, anyone have any uh, thoughts on that? I think that. That people who inflict any type of sexual abuse on anybody don't realize the gravity of how much you change their course of their life. Mm-hmm. Like the gravity of that, of, of what they're doing. It's it it's such a selfish act. No way there's there's no proper penance for it to certain extents. You know what I mean? Cause if it's at if it's at its worst, then it's something that, you know, people they they they're never the same after that shit. You know what I'm saying? Your trust is broken and shit. You know, I never I never had a any moment of my life where I was listening to Marilyn Manson outside of just like when he was doing a theme song for WWE SmackDown in the early 2000s. But I gotta say I'm disappointed because I do know a lot of people who were fans of his, and I feel bad for them. But mostly I feel bad for obviously the. Uh, the woman who was who was abused because it's just like now what you know what I mean like she has to deal with that for the rest of her life you know like yeah it is an allegation right now but like you know if it's true then what the fuck you yeah, know what I mean there's a, there's a lot of stuff that that's come out recently I mean Phoebe Bridgers said that when she was younger she went to his house and he said that he had a rape room um the girl from wolf alice yeah the girl from wolf alice said that they're they're backstage and he um had a uh he was like getting increasingly interested in her music or whatever like just kept like patronizing her and he had like a gopro on his foot or something like that like upper skirt um i know Corey feldman said some stuff uh recently about marilyn manson and how he how he got victimized by him so it's um it's really scary because you know what i mean like people praised him for so long as being the provocateur uh, he was and you know even during columbine they blamed him for the shooting and everybody was like you know people were like no he's not you know what i mean it's not him it's just like he's just it's just music this and that and you know he, he has a lot of connections to people in the music industry too like trent reznor um mm-hmm. in his in his autobiography um marilyn manson's autobiography he he implicated trent reznor in, in some kind of lewd sexual acts so it, you know in, in my opinion if if um you know, he, he's a he's a big part of the music industry, whether you like it or not. And uh, when he goes down, he can bring a lot of people down with him. And it's 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 uh, interesting to see how fragile the music industry really is, you know, basing basing their, you know, structure on a lot of these artists that get into a lot of really fucked up shit. And 
as a as a fan of of Trent Reznor, like that's that's scary to hear. You praying. know what I mean? Like praying that he's not praying, praying it's not him, like that it's all bullshit, like that it's not mm-hmm. that if he's implying it for something, it's just like uh Trent Reznor really likes to smell of like I don't know, feet or some shit, like some weirdo shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, right. nothing, nothing crazy like like what he, the tip this nigga Marilyn Manson was on, you know what I'm saying? Like I would be heartbroken. You know what I mean? So this is this is all just shocking, you know. And I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. It bums me out. Like, Marilyn Manson was, uh, I'm just, like, you know, you guys are bringing some information to light I didn't know about in this whole situation. Um, but, yeah, like, he, he was one of my favorite artists, like, growing up, not gonna lie. Like, I remember I downloaded, um, I got my first iPod, I downloaded his version of, uh, shit, Tainted Love. Oh my god, yeah. I downloaded his version of Tainted Love and I downloaded uh, Black Sabbath. And like, that was what I was listening to. Nice. And yeah, I mean, I, and I, like, that was in like fourth grade and I, I don't know. I, I, li- I definitely listened to a lot of his music and his music definitely, definitely, definitely played a part in shaping some of my identity. Um, and it, it sucks to hear this, especially because just like, like I already feel like he's like been through his his own like media struggles before, and now it just sucks to see like, you know, basically him going through the same shit but justified, <laughs> you know. So mm-hmm. it's definitely ass. Yeah, because he was. And, just- he was doing stuff on stage for a while like he like i remember there was a whole allegation where he like shoved the water bottle up somebody's ass or something on stage and it was always like oh freaky crazy behavior that he's doing and then it's like now it's like ah oh, it's kind of uh it's like you know damn I mean? that's some freaky crazy behavior like we should have <laughs> <laughs> like we should have done something so for years you know like ariel pink was doing this kind of stuff and and it was a similar thing where people where people even like me like didn't really connect it you know he was saying all this really you know, kind of bad stuff, uh, anti, um, you know, anti-disabled stuff about, about Grimes. I'm not going to say the comment. Uh, he, he said, you know, he, he didn't assault his girlfriend on stage, but he like was like grabbing her legs and he was drunk and he was doing all this weird shit. And, you know, there, now there's allegations that he gave his girlfriend herpes, which wasn't, which wasn't th- like there back then, but it's, it's here now. And for years he was just, you know, being a provocateur and, and saying all this crazy sideways shit. And everybody was like, you know, the music is good. You know what I mean? He's a weirdo. So let's keep promoting the music. You know what I mean? It's 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 just weird to, to see nowadays, like, all this stuff coming to light. And it's a good thing, honestly, because we shouldn't let these people get away with this stuff. We really shouldn't. That's what the discussion earlier with, um, with censorship is like, there is a good side to it. You know what I mean? Like, everybody paying attention now to what a lot of marginalized people have to say comes from not necessarily censorship, but like, you know what I'm saying? It works in hand in hand with each other every now and then. Other times it's just a money grab, like let's be real. But this would be, you know, if these things are true about him, he deserves hell. It's and, like, oh, go ahead, sorry. 
Sorry. Oh, go, go ahead, brother. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, I just feel like the industry is so fake, though. Like, they know shit's going on for so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they know everything that's happening in the industry. They they don't care. But it's like, when it comes out, you know what I mean? Like, now everyone's like, oh, like, you know, we're, we're standing on this side. And I, again, that it is the right side to be on, but it's like I hate when these companies are like I just hate when that happens because it's just like y'all y'all know what's going on for all these years, you know what I mean? Like with Harvey Weinstein, so many people knew, you know what I mean? Like with all these people, bro, like people know about this shit, and it's like people choose not to do anything until you know too late after the fact, you know what I mean? And it, then it's like then there's just blame at that point that they're just shifting you know what i mean um i think you know fan the fans will ultimately have the last say and that's who i think should have the last say is like the people who listen to the music but yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, honestly um yeah i actually got nothing to say <laughs> um I, th- I think it's pretty shitty i think um Marilyn Manson, I think, uh, yeah, he needs to get charged, you know, getting the fuck out of here. Like, we gave him too much time, uh, too much air time. Uh, I think we got to start, I mean, as a society, I think we've all been doing this a pretty good job of this, especially during the Me Too era of just being like, being like, even though these people of, of power or people who are like, you know, bigger than life, like, they're, they're still people, you, you know, and what they do has consequences. And Word. like, and you, you know what I mean? Like, no one's above the law and we need to fucking uh enforce it you you know what i mean like i'm on team dolores uh i think um yeah i'm i'm really hoping that uh marilyn gets brought to justice word in any situation of of abuse you always hope that uh that the uh person who was abused comes out on top you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. shout out like i hope i hope she gets through it i hope they they uh they crush him with the book. I hope they they just fucking throw him in a sewer somewhere and just leave him there to rot. Just fuck off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we don't need you anymore, man. We don't need you. We never we never did. If this is who you are, we never did. We never did. Yeah, that's the most important part because honestly, I don't want to I don't want to go go with the industry standard of we use you until you're useless type of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. But there's other provocateurs out there. You know what I mean. Again, Trent Reznor, a, a much a much better one. You know what I mean. He recorded he recorded uh, uh, the downward spiral in in uh, what do you call it in uh, Charles Manson's house. You know what yeah, I mean. He's he's a, he's a provocateur in his own right. You know what I mean. And he's not a rapist. So that's how I feel about him. And same with Ariel Pink. You know what I mean. He's he's doing some fucked up shit. I I love I still I still like his music and everything. But you know he's 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 getting into some stuff that's not good you know i'm not kosher fucked up so there's other people out there like um i don't know i can't name them off the top of my head but there's other people out there who innovated indie music as much as he did so i don't need to big up him i don't need to promote him i don't need to any of that stuff you know well if if you name marilyn manson you gotta look at slipknot because it's just like marilyn manson was making like new metal-ish like almost like industrial style but it's just like Marilyn Manson is was like a figure. Slipknot is nine. Like you just got out there, like another. Yeah, 
that you can just shift it easily to somebody else you know what i mean yeah Yeah. exactly like give give it to give it to slipknot like slipknot has existed without there being much like conflict on the outside you know what i mean Mm -hmm. give give slipknot their flowers while they still here man also r.i.p paul gray but for real bro like you know marilyn manson like he was fun when I was little listening to that fucking like SmackDown intro, the beautiful people snapped, but mm-hmm. th- there was something fucked up with him always. You know what I mean? So it kind of, it, it makes sense. And it's something that you didn't, you wouldn't want to make sense. You feel me? It's of course, that's what you're going to be doing, bro. And again, I'm disappointed, but what can you do? Yeah. Just hope that the, the fucking, that the, the, the book fucking crushes him. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's all I got to say. So on my radar this week, um, I listened to the Weezer project, OK Human. Uh, I think it's like their 14th studio album. It's like they've been making music for a while. And um, yeah, honestly, not that bad. Um, I think it's their more more notable album that they've released in a, in a while. Um, they've gone like a new, not like a new, new direction. Like it still sounds like a classic Weezer album uh, with River uh, Como and everything. But uh, they decided to incorporate more like orchestral, uh, orchestral, or you know, like more um, like violins, pianos. Like you know, they made it a lot more grand, which which is kind of nice. Um, some of the big songs on there that I really liked, um, I really liked the intro song. Uh, uh, hang on, let me pull my notes. Here, I'll, I'll restart that too. Just give me a second. Um, yeah, I really liked uh, the intro song. Uh, all my favorite songs. Um, where I think he does a really good job of uh, introducing the whole project. Because on the song, he kind of talks about how, like, everything that used to bring him joy um, is now, like, sad music. And it's now, like, like, all of his favorite people are making him mad, which I feel like it kind of uh, is a good way to start the album. Because the album seems like it's a very quarantine-heavy influenced album. You know, you know, he, like, he, everyone's at the house everyone's trying to escape reality either through like their audible um audible uh like audiobooks their um screens on their phone they're always trying to find some way to escape um being in quarantine like you know so i i thought that was really nice um i i thought it was really solid but you know it's still a b to me because i think that yeah there's not no real big like bangers you know like there's nothing that really kind of stuck out to me to where like I thought that this album deserved better than a B. Plus, like, it's, I think just because like how influenced this album was by the pandemic that I feel like in like a couple of years from now when we're out of quarantine and everything, at least hopefully by then. Um, yeah, like this stuff's not going to be as relatable. Um, the next song on my radar is Up by uh, Cardi B, you know. We were all waiting for the song to drop, you know. Were we? Um, yeah. Who? who we? <laughs> we niggas deserve people. pussy, bro. Yeah, bro. Bro, <laughs> bro, say, bro d- niggas do deserve pussy. They do deserve pussy, we, bro. We do. We, we do. do. <laughs> okay. I don't deserve shit. <laughs> Go ahead. Troy. I don't deserve shit. I mean, I if you guys think broke boys deserve pussy, I mean, I don't know. I think everyone else would disagree. <laughs> Honestly, I love the song. It's fun. Uh, yeah, it's real fun. You know, like it, it's a pretty good follow up from WAP, um, her big song last year. Uh, it's hypersexual. 
um the beats just like um has really fun pianos and it's just it's just super catchy you know like uh broke dudes uh, don't deserve no pussy i know that's right like that's just so it's so funny you know i really like it uh and then the next song on my radar um I was listening to the the two new singles dropped by Vampire Weekend. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that I'm the biggest Vampire Weekend fan, but I really did enjoy uh, Father Father of the Bride. Uh, I thought that was a really solid album. Uh, so I was kind of looking forward to of the the new tracks that they released. Um, so the two tracks that they released is uh, 2021, uh, 2021 in the space between two pieces of wood, and 2021 January 5th to be exact. So I thought that the the first twenty twenty one, hang on, let me pull my. Well, it was from the original album from Father of the Bride. Um, it's like a two or three minute song mm-hmm. that they expounded on, right? I, and I know one of the bands was a, this Connecticut band that uh, this jam band that brought it up to twenty minutes. I don't know about the first song. Is that also twenty minutes? Yeah, they're both twenty minutes. God damn, <laughs> I didn't listen to that shit, <laughs> dude. They're both twenty minutes and twenty one seconds. You know, it, it's like a double. You know, it's funny, and, and the whole EP project, it's 40, 42, so it's just like, the runtime is is 40 minutes and 42 seconds, you know. I, I respect the effort, I respect the troll, <laughs> you know what I mean? I respect the joke, the meme. Yeah, I respect the meme too, but it's just like, uh, you know, it's you know it's nice, you know, I, I, I thought both songs were um, solid for what they were, uh, it's just more psychedelic, um music nothing really too crazy for me uh i did like the the five minutes of guitar solo though on uh 2021 on the second track i thought that was really good um but yeah so the next person on my radar is actually uh, a local kid um in philly uh his name's ionica uh yeah i was listening to his uh latest album royalty and I, I gotta say, I, I'm pretty blown away for um, this type of like independent rapping. Like his production's just insane. His flow's really good. Uh, he, he's really good at uh, incorporating his features as well. Uh, he he has the same like charisma of somebody like uh, let's see who were they? Uh, Moosh and Twist from back in the day. Like he kind of reminds me of that charisma, except a little more fine tuned. So I, I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing more of what he has to say uh, later on in his career. He's a new uh, rising Asian artist, I'm sorry. And he reminds me of kind of like the Idiot Rising, Joji, mm-hmm. uh, Higher Brothers. I think he would be perfect on a label like that. And I just want to shout out Angie uh, Labber. I don't know if that's how I'm pronouncing her name properly, but, you know, she's cool. She's been a uh, supporter of this page for a long ass time. She always sends us new artists. She always is supporting our stuff. So shout out Angie Labber. Shout out, Ange. <laughs> she's cool as hell. Yeah, she's real cool. What's up? What up? All right. Um, and that is that was what was on my radar. Yeah, it's on my radar. Um, so been listening <laughs> a lot to uh, Drill, you know, Brooklyn Drill. I talked a little bit about it last week, um, but that's been my shit recently. Um, discovered an artist named Busy Banks, bro. This man, bro, he, like... Big fire. Bro, tough, bro. Yo. Tough. Like, like, Busy is, like, I like drill, you know, and, and there's a lot of great drill artists out right now, you know what I mean? Obviously, you have, like, R.I.P. to go pop smoke, you know what I mean? But you have, like, Fabio Foran, you have, like, uh, um, 
uh, who's, who's that? Chef is it Chef G, right? Um, Chef G. Um, who else? Sleepy Hollow. You know what I mean? Um, you, you have a lot of artists out right now who are making. Yeah, twenty two G's. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, I knew I was reading people. Um, but you have you have those types of rappers out right now who make uh, they kind of make more like a club like sound. You know what I mean? Kind of following in the wave of pop smoke. Um, twenty two G's can really rap though. He's he's like an exception out of that group. But um, Busy shines amongst those guys because he is like the most lyrical of like all of these guys, bro. Busy like. He he comes like I showed him to my one friend who's a rapper, bro. And he said he was like, I love how he just comes to the track, like he plays no games, just with bars. And he just comes like just like he he just unloads every single time. Um, you know, fast pace. He can slow it down if he wants. He has his his flows. He has it's like as many flows as you could count. Is you know he could he could ride in the pocket all day. He's just like a very 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 good rapper. Like technically wise, like that's 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 what I'm most impressed. But then also like I just think as well like he he he's a good songwriter too because like he knows how to use like those skills rapping like cadence you know what I mean rhythm you know what I mean all that shit wordplay but he uses it to like I I kind of say this in my review but he uses it to build out like an even bigger kind of like narrative in the song so like you have what he's talking about but then you have like how he's saying it you know what i mean is conveying like a whole different extra layer and so like for me i think that's a sign of a really good artist a really good like craftsman you know what i mean um not to like you know stay on for too long but he has um this one song called don't start that I just have had on repeat just, like, all week, bro. Whenever I got to fucking, like, do something, like, that's what goes on play, get money, you know? Um, but, yeah, Busy's been on my radar. And then Cherry Glazer, of course, because, uh, you know, they just released a new song. Um, I think it's called Big Bang. Um, that was an awesome, awesome track. We'll have, like, a track uh, uh, standout single review for that. Um, very cosmic, uh, psychedelic um rock anthem very moody track um i really enjoyed it i think it it, it fits perfectly in the vein of like you know rabbit hole which they just released which is also kind of a psychedelic vibe so it seems like you know that's the direction that they're going in on this album um i think it's cool i think um it has like some really cool vibes from uh, apocalyptic too just like in the moody rock anthem of it, you know what I mean? Like that, like that nature. Cause that album had like a lot of those songs on there. Um, thinking specifically of like, uh, nuclear bomb, which was like so fucking good. But, um, yeah, those are the two artists who are really on my radar. Um, yeah, that's, that's different for me. Uh, Ryan, what, what have you been listening to? So the only artist I really wanted to shout out this week was um, Femi Kuti. He's an artist from Nigeria. Um, he's still carrying the uh, old Afrobeat sound. And if, uh, to those of you who are unfamiliar with Afrobeat, it's a sound that was made in the 20s first. Um, then it was kind of, you know, reformed in the 60s. Um, but, you know, Tony Allen and Fela Kuti, you know, shout out the goats uh, of Afrobeat. And shout out Big Sunny Ade, I think that's how you say his name, or Big Sunny Ad. Um, Either one. Anyway, um, I want to shout out Femi Kuti because 
his new album is incredible. Um, he, he carries that same Afrobeat sound that, you know, Vampire Weekend uh, and Dirty Projectors copied and Talking Heads copied from his father so many years ago. But he brought it up, uh, him and his son uh, made a double album called Legacy Plus. Um, what I want to shout out is Stop the Hate. This is an album by Femi Kuti, uh, as I said. Uh, lots of great info on African politics that I had no idea about. You know, uh, a lot of stuff about westernization of the crops and the land, uh, you know, about the land grab, all that kind of stuff about how their land is being used up at such a high degree that like, it's almost like China where they can't even like do any agriculture because the land is so fucked at this point. You know what I mean? They, they tilled it and they, mm -hmm. you know, made it so useless at this point that it's like, you know, the westernization of the, the agriculture is such like is at such a degree where basically like the Africans can't use the land for themselves. It's all privatized by Western uh, stuff. And, you know, the thing I didn't like about the album too much is it was a little bit unsubtle. I would say um, some of the songs were a little bit too direct um, and some of the songs were a little bit too short. And going into that, um, I remember him, you know, I was reading some interviews about family and I was watching some performances and he said, basically he didn't want to be like his father. And I always, I didn't understand exactly what that meant um until i looked into his father's back catalog and his life and all that kind of stuff and i now i understand it um you know femi fella fella cootie wait, wait, wait what happened with his dad fella cootie is a is a fucking madman <laughs> but he's you know, the goat he's a legend top 10 i mean i didn't really know about his music too much but he's a he's a top 10 artist of all time i mean the, the things that he did were crazy first of all he started off in nigeria you know what i mean he his his two brothers were doctors medical doctors in Nigeria. They moved to London. He moved to London uh, to study medicine too, but he quit and just studied music instead. From there, he started this uh, whole entire compound in Africa called Calcutta. And he was trying to separate it from the, the whole African government. Um, but before that, he went to America and teamed up with the Black Panthers where he kind of like uh, co-opted their, their political stuff and their, you know, their fonts and their, you know, like, like the black exploitation, the whole black exploitation movement, you know what I mean? Superfly and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so he incorporated funk into his kind of like fast, you know, pace, guitar sound and bongo African kind of sound. And he kind of just teamed it all up, you know, all the politics, all the sounds all together into making this crazy, wild political statement, which also had tons of hedonism. So this man had like 37 wives, something of that sort, uh, <laughs> which he featured prominently on his album covers. And if you if you look at the album cover for expensive shit, you'll see it. You see him with all these women and, you know. They all have their titties out it's just like it's a, and it's a political statement because because calcutta um uh was supposed to be like this completely separate um thing from from nigeria like a separate republic essentially from nigeria and um the government hated him so much that they planted weed on him they planted a joint of weed on in his property and they were trying to get him for like 20 years or like trying to execute him over that in the 70s and instead of getting executed over it, he ate the joint of weed and he went to jail and he was interrogated for weeks and they're like okay so we know that you ate it so we're gonna test your shit right and <laughs> so he exchanged shit with a different inmate in the prison who didn't have weed in his system so that they can test it and then it was test negative so from there he made the song expensive shit which is one of the greatest songs of all time uh on on the page i gave it an a plus it's just this like 13 minute jazz like fucking extravaganza and it's, and it's just like a boast. It's just like, yeah, you didn't get me, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? The 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 front of the album cover is like, you, you they tested my shit and it was negative, and hence, 
you know i mean it's expensive shit because like <laughs> the weed is so expensive and the and the and the price that he would have had to pay was so expensive over the over the shit you know what i mean that <laughs> that he he subverted it and he made a masterpiece out of it and years later they were still trying to get him so he made this song called zombie which was basically comparing the nigerian government to like zombies like like you guys just listen to whatever you know you guys don't listen to anything you guys just like you know act on act on uh this one impulse just to continue to move forward move forward kill 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 like zombies right Mm -hmm. it was kind of a greater critique on you know not thinking and and uh, not being an individual that kind of stuff uh this record was so successful in nigeria and it pissed them off so much that they raided his compound they beat him half to death they beat his teeth out they they killed a bunch of his members and they threw his mom in a three-story window and killed her um and again, this song is another Nigerian Afrobeat masterpiece that influenced people like Wizkid, influenced people like Burna Boy, and you know, obviously got whitewashed by Diplo, like every, like every fucking thing <laughs> that comes out of Africa or Jamaica. Um, but yeah, this man was about his art. You know, what I mean, he wasn't he wasn't rich when he was doing this kind of stuff. All he wanted to do was just make his like little cult thing that wasn't even a cult because he wasn't a bad guy. He he didn't have any bad intentions. He just wanted to have his you know twenty seven wives. He wanted to do his thing. He wanted to make his cool music. He wanted to smoke cigarettes and, and smoke weed and hang out and make good ass music with, with his friends. It's what he wanted to do. And, and the crazy thing, the other, the other crazy thing that I wanted to end this on was he, um, after his mom passed away uh, a year later, that's when he married 27 women in this whole ceremony. And he sent his mom's uh, body in a casket to the head of state of Nigeria at the time. I forgot his name, but then he made another song about that called, uh, called casket, the head of state. So I think this man is like the original, the original Kanye in, in sorts of ways, because, because my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is, is, you know, part of it is owed to the fact that Kanye is such a controversial figure and he's talking about SNL and he's talking about his personal life and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this kind of sound about, you know what I mean? Like bringing your personal bullshit and your personal drama and your personal, you know, uh, life and, and politics into your music. So all started with fellow Cootie. And I can't think of somebody else who it started with before. So that's what I wanted to say. Shout out fellow Cootie. He's a fucking legend. Yeah, shout out fellow Cootie, dude. That expensive yeah. shit story is amazing. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> just, definitely is. Just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, Phil is a great example of just like activist music, you know, um, there's other activist artists like Harry Belafonte. Um, but like, yeah, like, I definitely, maybe we could talk some more about that um, in the coming weeks, you know what I mean? Activist, activist artists, because I think that's a dope theme uh, that we could explore this month. Uh, and Fela is definitely a great introduction to that. I'm definitely going to go check out some more Fela because of this. Uh, I didn't know the story about Zombie, but that that's amazing, man. And it seems like every single, you know, one of his major songs like has one of those those big messages behind it. And I, I'm really interested. I'd love to talk to some, you know, people from Nigeria just to see, you know, what it, it like his music really means for their culture. Because I'm, I'm sure... I'm sure he has tremendous impact. Yeah, I'm thinking in the coming weeks, getting an interview with uh, someone from Nigeria or even like a professor of like African music studies or something like that um, to talk about this kind of stuff. Because I've been on a kick. I, I mean, all week, literally all I've been listening to is Fela Kuti. I mean, you guys have seen on the page. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, shit has all been listening to. So, and it's it, it's good ass music too. That's the thing. Like it's good ass music. Like, bro, smoke a joint, turn on some Fela Kuti, bro. You're gonna be in a, you're gonna be vibing. Absolutely. And uh, Ryan, I know you wanted to talk about some music and uh, some other stuff, so go ahead, man. Um, For sure. Uh, so this week, I'm going to keep it real. There really hasn't been anything new on my radar because this year has been kind of mid as far as new content goes. So I've just been kind of throwing it back to, like, old shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still listening to a whole lot of Red, which is, you know what you would expect but also started listening to solange like a lot brunch yeah solange like uh, oh solange solange solange's music is just unrivaled to me and it's like and how just incredible it is it's so grand but so like like minimal too but also although i can't even explain it dog like it 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 gives me butterflies every time i listen to it i can just let it flow and it's just like it's all my favorite moment you know what i'm saying it's all just really fucking good so when i get home has probably been like my most listened to album this week but um on the other side of like uh like eve i've been listening to a lot of drill a lot of pop smoke uh, a lot of out of the UK, uh, Heady One, uh, Sticks, you know, fucking shit like that because, you know, we're nearing a year of Pop Smoke's death. And it's just like, I guess, I just, uh, I can't believe it really. It's still weird to me to say that, you know, he's he's gone, but I don't know. I've just been in that mood to, to listen to his music and then that led me into the next thing and, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, a lot of that as well as a lot of like rap from uh, New Orleans, like in the, the 90s, like a lot of big timers, a lot of um, No Limit shit, like Master P's uh, Ghetto D record and uh, Soldier Slim as well. Um, and just, you know, Lil Wayne, BG, all them just really getting a a listen to where a lot of current influence draws from because as far as like the the quote-unquote bling era goes they pretty much inspired a lot of the flexing that you see now you know what i mean big timers were the first one of the first groups like just straight up flexing wealth and like actually talking about it as well as three six mafia too but they were about it everybody they were all about it you know what i'm saying they were the first Mm -hmm. like enterprise really you know what i mean like the legitimate one along with uh that's no limit in uh and cash money like they were they were legit um and so they to me are one of the biggest influences of rap as a whole just off little wayne coming out of there too bro you know what i'm saying little wayne was part of that at 15 years old juvenile had 400 degrees which is one of like the the greatest fucking rap records ever like there's people in detroit of all places like i swear vessels like that album inspired him to rap you know what i mean jay-z hopped on a on a remix for ha you know what i'm saying like and that was when jay-z was like in his prime when jay-z was like he could not miss you know what i mean like that shit was crazy so again, just a lot of that, and you know, as, as as well as like going back to drill, like 
y'all may or may not know this. Like my favorite rapper, one of my favorite rappers is Chief Keef. And uh, his group has been like in my rotation heavily since like uh, my senior year of high school. And uh, I started listening to a lot of Capo lately. And y'all don't, y'all might not know this, uh, but Capo was, he was a young fella in the group was probably the most unique sounding in my opinion out of everybody. Um, he made it out, you know, he was legitimately out. Like he, he just, you know, he would go back and forth to check up on his people, but he was out, you know what I mean? He was doing good for himself. His music was different and he sort of went on to use this, to make the sound that Chief Keef is like using now. Like if you listen to one of Capo's records and you listen to what Chief Keef has now, it's just like, oh shit. And this was like years before. And so, um, you know, he was killed in 2015 and, you know, the video was all over the place. I fucking saw it like on Tumblr. Like I was psyched out from it. It, it really fucked me up for a few days and, you know, and, to this day, I still think about it. And I was just scrolling through Instagram and I found that his father, Big Cap, has started a, a charity and it's called Cabin for Capo. And what they doing right now is trying to raise money to get kids into, into their, their school. You know what I'm saying? Because in Chicago specifically. And when I saw that, it struck such a heavy chord with me because this man had been tortured, you know what I'm saying? By like his son being killed by the street shit. Even after he made it out, he still got killed by that street shit. You know what I'm saying? Just to go check up on mm -hmm. his peoples. And, you know, if you watch the video that he has where he briefly talks about it, you could, you could see, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's still shook to it by this day. And his brother, Doo-Wop, shout out to Dooski, man. He's, 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 to this day, he's all shook, shook up from it too. You know what I'm saying? Like, and for them to, for for him to, his father to to take all that negative energy and turn it into this, actually doing something where you actually see these kids are in a tutoring center and $20 gets them an hour. You know what I'm saying? Right away, I gave $20. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. And here's the thing, y'all. I was saying this to Ryan earlier. Twenty dollars, I mean, or an hour rather, makes a difference, because that's an hour you could have been on the block, and that's an hour you could have been dead. I didn't even think about that when before you said it. I was, it's just like, so it's incredible to see that you know twenty dollars of your own money could could get these kids you know off the street for an hour and into tutoring. Um, it can get them out of a situation, as you were saying, but it could also you know inspire them to love math or to love science or to love whatever subject they are you know, getting into. And I think yeah. it's an important thing because it's, again, it's $20 of your money goes directly to these kids. It doesn't go to a big fund that it could go anywhere. You know, yeah. it goes, you, you, you can see the kids and you can see the, the progress that it's making in real time. Yeah. And you're directly helping, you know what I mean? This isn't something that has to be filtered through somebody else, through somebody else. Like this is nothing big cap is lining his pockets with, you know what I'm saying? he's trying to to kill off what's killing off everybody else in Chicago 
You know what I'm saying? Chicago is a beautiful city. You know, if you've been, you've seen it, you felt it. It's incredible until you turn the lights on and you see what it really is. And it's just like, holy shit. You know what I mean? This is a this is a war-torn area. This is a city in a war-torn area. And his son, as well as his son's friends, were victims to it. You know what I mean? And that's a, you know... That that to me is uh it, it's just like I, I believe in it so much. So, you know, if you guys want to donate, um, we'll be putting a link in the in both the comments and the description. Uh you can get his you can go get at his Instagram at hold on, let me uh pull it up real quick. It's at Capin for Capo, that's Capin as in, uh, with an N, not a ing, C A P P I N, and then four as in the number four, Capo, C A P O, N F P. That's on Instagram. Uh, for sure, just like I said, $20, bro. Get a kid out the streets for an hour. That hour can make a big fucking difference. Um, this again just please do what you can share the shit out of the link if you when you come across it too because you never know just keep it constantly in cycle if you can and keep these kids in mind because this is what we have to do for each other yeah um thanks ryan really appreciate that um yeah so if you guys could uh donate to that that would be amazing you know these kids really need the help right now and if you're able to do it then then more power to them and us so, yeah, that wraps up our fourth episode of the Anti-Art Podcast. Um, yeah, make sure you comment, um, follow. Uh, I would say subscribe, but this isn't YouTube. Yeah, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you. Peace. Peace.